Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mace at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four still waiting for. Well, bring on the chase. Out on the field at Mile High, Broncos win is our desire. Couple with Breck, Brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. Day two of that. Are you going to open every show with that? (laughs) I think I have to. I mean, Uh, the the vibes are still as high as uh, possible. And I think it's going to be. Pace yourself, Zach. Uh, I don't really pace myself, Mace. Uh, And uh, it can get me in trouble with sometimes. But uh, other times, you just full throttle all the way. All right. Well, whatever works for you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take it easy. And welcome (laughs) into the DNBR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stephen, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into another Russell Wilson show, the first of how many? 10,000 that we'll be doing, or the, the third of 10,000 we'll be doing. Got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. You get to continue to work while you earn that degree, and that's something that separates MSU Denver from other institutions, and you still get an affordable and rigorous uh, education over at MSU Denver. So whether you want to take one class or you want to get uh, an entire degree, go check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, how are you doing in day two of the Russell Wilson era? Great. I'm doing great before. I'm doing great now. Good, good. Not not better? You're the same? Doesn't really. Who the Broncos have at quarterback doesn't really affect my emotions one way or the other. Whoa, whoa. You like have no emotions then? No, it's just that I'm I'm not a Bronco fan. You're a Bron- you're a lifelong Bronco fan. I'm not. I, you know, mm. it's it's I'm excited to watch great football. I'm excited to watch fun football. I just can't get over that the Broncos went from bad and boring, literally the worst combo yeah. you can have, to now great and fun. Work is better. Yep. Uh, social media is better. Oh yes. Um, and last night seeing uh, I, I I retweeted this. This was from uh. uh a, a sports radio host up in a, up in Seattle, and I retweeted Oof. a comment uh, from Hugh Millen, who also works in sports radio out there. 
about how the the Seahawks think more of Drew Locke than it seems like the fans do. And I went Ooh. through so, some of the responses and the quote tweets from that, and you can find them. I did some screen captures of them over on my Twitter feed. There, I, I feel I feel bad for a lot of Seahawks fans. Yeah, but they're they're about to go through what Broncos country has been through. And I know there are some Broncos fans who will say, oh, it's karma for Super Bowl 48, blah, blah, blah. Watching what the the fans watch, watching what those of us in the media watch the last six years, I I wouldn't wish that. And the Seahawks chose this. They voluntarily chose to get rid of a Hall of Fame quarterback still in his prime years as a quarterback. Yeah. They've, they, they chose this. And, so, and then, on top of that, they cut another Hall of Famer hours later after that news. So I can, get, I can get why Seahawks fans are in this state of melancholy that uh, very well reflects the gray skies often looming above the Emerald City in, in wintertime. And I'm just glad that it's somebody else's issue now. I now, think Broncos fans yeah. can feel their pain more than anyone else because yes. they've lived it the past six years, and now they're on the high. When a quarter, when people are talking about Mitchell Trubisky uh, on on Twitter, the first thing I think is, oh, no, the Broncos are going to be potentially signing him. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. They're out of that. And, and that's, I think, where still Broncos fans' minds go to right now is, oh, what middling quarterback are they going to get? And it's like, no, no, no. You don't have to even worry about that. And Mace, a crazy thing. I saw a report coming out from Seattle actually not too long ago, just a couple minutes ago, from Jordan Schultz, uh, who who said one of the reasons why they moved on from Russell Wilson is Russ just got pissed that Pete Carroll wouldn't change his run-first approach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty confident in saying Nathaniel Hackett's going to have no problem letting Russ cook and letting this offense be a pass-first offense. Think about it for a moment that despite an offense that didn't emphasize his skill, his skills, that that did try to run first, we are talking about Russell Wilson legitimately being, legitimately being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And already, based on what he's accomplished. So what is he going to do here with an offense that has a similar nomenclature but is going to be more tailored toward him and built around him? That part is really, is really exciting. And, yep. and, and look, I know there are people who say, oh, he was injured. Once he got a couple of games removed from coming back, he was he was I think fifteen to three in his last uh, in touchdown interception in the last yep. seven games of the year. Look, it's a it's a good it's a good day. I'm I'm happy. Believe me, I'm 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 my ha- my happiness. Here we is, go. So you are happy. Well, no, my happiness <laughs> is personal. My happiness is that a lot of the crap that we've dealt with on social media the last couple of years, it's it's off it's off my plate now. That so yeah, it's I admit I'm happy for me on that. It's glorious. It is. Absolutely glorious. It is a glorious day. It is a glorious week in Broncos country. And Mace, Russell Wilson is the only quarterback who has played for the Broncos that in their career has a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. John Elway, and obviously it was a different era. Stats weren't uh, the right. same. Uh, did not have a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. Peyton Manning, for as good as Peyton is, he didn't have a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. Russell Wilson does have that now you're catering an offense to him just like you said 
what what can he do when he has an offense and he has weapons and he hopefully has protection on that offensive mm-hmm. line and an offensive-minded head coach? He has never had an offensive-minded head coach that is going to cater the offense around him, which is mind-blowing for a future Hall of Famer. Talk about a quarterback that's being held back and still is a Hall of Famer if he were to retire right now. It is so exciting to think about what he can become. Yeah, and uh, it's so exciting to think about for Nathaniel Hackett as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, coming here not knowing who the owner was going to be, questions at quarterback, yep. and two months in, you've got Russell Wilson, and that's going to give him an excellent chance at long-term yep. success. And and I will admit, I do feel a little bit bad for Vic Fangio. Today yeah, yeah, because like <laughs> you know, somewhere he's sitting, maybe he's enjoying a, a drink somewhere. I hope so uh, on a beach, some spaghetti. Yeah. And he's and when that trade went down, do you think he said something like "mother"? <laughs> yeah, like that. I, I bet he did. Yeah. What the f, George? What What's this about? Because we know that's what Vic said was yes. the difference between the Broncos uh-huh. and every other team at the end of the season. It was kind of his his so long to Broncos country was saying, "What's the difference between the Broncos and every other team?" Every other team has a quarterback. <laughs> now the Broncos, which is obvious, have a quarterback. that was the thing. He, it wasn't just that he said it. Right. He then threw, which is obvious, on top of that. Yep. Like he just, like he he he, twi- he he put the knife in and then yep. twisted it. Yep. And I on think Na- I think Nathaniel Hackett in the end is going to be a better head coach uh, than than Vic Fangio, uh, even with if they both had Russell Wilson. But there's no doubt, Mace. Mm-hmm. Vic Fangio would have been a very good head coach this year, record-wise, yes. if he would have been in this exact same situation. George Payton just didn't fire him, and then he got Russell Wilson. This would be a playoff team, with it, without a doubt. Even with mm-hmm. you know a potential miss, miss game management at the end of a game, this would still be a playoff team. And then you know what? Vic would be signing an extension midway through this season. Right. We got to see how Hackett is at game management. That's mm-hmm. part of the un- part. There's still an unknown here, mm-hmm. but his chances of success here probably quintupled. Oh, yes. Yep, absolutely. I wouldn't be shocked, Mace. And maybe the division's going to hold him back, but I wouldn't be shocked if Nathaniel Hackett is in the conversation for breaking Matt LaFleur's record of having the best, uh, the most wins in his first three seasons as an NFL coach. Wouldn't be shocked, but you mentioned the division. Right. And it's not just the division, it's the entire gauntlet of the AFC. Right. That's why I would say probably unlikely that they pull this off. Right. But... Now you can't have a conversation about the best teams in the AFC without saying the Denver Broncos. It's it is it's Buffalo, it's Cincinnati, it's Tennessee, it's Kansas City, it's Denver. You have to include them in that mix. You'd probably include New England as well, perhaps. Ah, Mac, you're buying Mac a little bit. I love. I said you would. I said you would. <laughs> I think you uh, know I would. Yeah, I know. I've. I've got to see a little bit more from uh, McCorkle before. Also, I mean, let's if they lose J.C. Jackson free agency, yep. it's not going to help their cause. And speaking of free agency, yep. Mace, there this team will have other players besides Russell Wilson on it. And with getting Russell Wilson, the Broncos are going to have an opportunity to lure big time free agents. Now, maybe they'll have to pay him a lot, but also there's a chance they're going to lure big time free agents who want to win, so are who willing to take a discount, maybe pair up with other top free agents, just like we saw. 
when Peyton Manning was here. The Broncos got uh, TJ Ward. They got Darian Stewart. They got Aqib Tlaib. They got DeMarcus Ware. They got Emmanuel Sanders. They were able to lure all of these guys in at, you know, some of, some of these guys they had to pay a lot. Some of them they got on a little bit of a discount, and that's something that you can start seeing with the Broncos. And the interesting thing, like one guy you'd say was a discount was Emmanuel Sanders, but that wasn't really a discount. He was a number three receiver who was taking a step up. You were gambling on him being able to move up in rank, and then he proved to be a bargain. And that's where it's interesting because it's not, I don't think their moves are simply going to be getting the best guy, the most proven guy. I think you'll see at least one free agent move here, Zach, that is betting on the come with a player. Mm-hmm. A player who's doing well but is more ascendant right. rather than peaking. Right. Yes, exactly. And so let's jump into these free agents and let's start with the in-house free agents. And it's changed a little bit in the past Mm -hmm. couple of days with the Broncos getting a quarterback. But the Broncos have a lot of in-house guys that are set to hit free agency. And let's start off by breaking down who is the most important. So let's go five to one here and break down the Broncos free agents on who they should bring back. Number five. Kareem Jackson. Yeah, he's there because of how just how good a player he is. Now, they do really like Caden Stearns. It's something that I know was uh, being discussed here uh, before we went, we went on the air. And their faith in Stearns may preclude this, but you have basically the same defense in terms of scheme coming back. They're going, Evero's going to keep a lot keep a lot of things in play. He'll put his own tweaks on it, his own influences on it, but there's going to be a lot of continuity. And uh this is one where I think it's strictly if he takes a deep deep discount. Like if he says, "Oh, I'd love to play with Russell Wilson for 2 million dollars." Right. That's the kind of thing you're talking about here. Otherwise, I think Jackson will go elsewhere, but he will have he will have some suitors, maybe not the big money that he wants, but it, he he will have suitors for a contract like the one he played on last year, five million dollars. Yeah, exactly. And and why Caden or, or Kareem Jackson's number five on here is the Broncos don't really have a need right. at safety, and that's something we were talking about just before this pod. A lot of people are throwing that safety out there that the Broncos have a need. If the Broncos had a need at safety, Mace, they would just sign Kareem Jackson if they really felt they had a need there. That's easy right there. And look what happened to to, to Kareem Jackson's salary cap last year. Broncos had him on uh, for to be on the team next year at $10 million. George mm-hmm. Payton cut him and said, we're not paying you that amount. Then Kareem Jackson was out on the market, couldn't find anyone to pay him $10 million. So then he came back for $5 million, half that salary. I can't imagine his value has gone back up to $10 million getting a year older, even though he did have a good year last year. But the year before, he had a really good mm-hmm. year as well. So he is going to be a guy that... His value is below $5 million right now. So if you think you have a need, if you want to make sure that you are a win now and that Caden Stearns it do- doesn't have to be put in a position to start every single game, well, then you bring back Kareem Jackson at, at 2 to $3 million, and boom, there you go. Then you have a great third safety in Caden Stearns. And that's the whole thing. What need exists, I think, is just on being backstop because I feel like if you start Simmons and Caden Stearns, that's a good duo. But then who's your number three? Do you trust Jamar Johnson, the other fifth-round safety last year who really got derailed early, missing a good chunk of camp because of COVID? But then when you got into preseason gameplay, showed some flashes. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just basically 
kind of a numbers game working against him, but does he take that step up? If they if he'd been making if he's made made progress quietly on the practice field and they feel like he's a good number three, then I don't think you'll see a move here. Right. And and I agree and higher learning says Kareem Jackson, seven mil for two years. Sign me up for that. Yeah. Three and a half million a year. I, I certainly would do it. And also, that's going to be one year guaranteed, most likely. Exactly. And it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. But if, yep. look, if you do say this, we're going for it this year, then that's the kind of move you make. I yep. think the Broncos, while they're going to make some moves to help this year, I think they're thinking a little more two, three, four years than just all about 2022. And what I love about this move is it's win now without hurting winning yeah. later, like the Seahawks, and, and or not not the Seahawks, uh, the, the Saints. Saints did for so long, win now, and we know we're not going to be able to win later. Just the Packers are doing mm. that right now. This move would be win now while you're not hurting yourself later. Yeah. So I, I like that. All right, let's get to number four on this list. Offensive tackle, Bobby Massey. And... Peyton has George Payton has said that he wants to have a long-term solution at right tackle, and this is one where if they start they start going through their list of priorities, does it preclude getting that long-term answer? Because they don't have their top two draft picks anymore, and Russell Wilson it, it is coming in, but you did trade a tight end, and you did trade a starting defensive lineman who led you in sacks last year to get Russell Wilson. So all of a sudden, now, right tackle may have kind of gone down the priority list, especially when you have someone like Massey, who can basically go year to year, wants to be here, played well for you last year while healthy, I think you're still looking for the long-term solution, but now you can go into the draft, maybe one of those two third-round picks, and say, we're going to pick a right tackle, but it doesn't have to be somebody that we're pushing to start right away, and Massey can get you by for another year, and then in free agency, you are finding the replacement for Shelby Harris. You are finding another tight end to go along with Alberto. And man, it's just so nice to have Bobby Massey, a guy that Mm -hmm. loves Colorado, that could potentially just retire if he doesn't sign with the team he wants, and it seems like the team he wants is the Denver Broncos. It's nice to be able to sit back and say, Bobby, we're not going to sign you Monday. We're not even going to sign you Wednesday. We may sign you after the draft and see if that guy falls to us, but man, Bobby Massey he is such a great fallback option if you need him for a one-year one deal. I think you hit the nail on the head right after the draft. Even if the Broncos had not made this deal, I think they would have kept Bobby on speed dial. And then if the draft didn't fall for them to have an immediate right tackle replacement out of that pool, then you call Bobby, bring him back on a one-year, $3.5 million deal, yeah. and you trust him. You know what you're getting. You know, you know what you're getting with him. And I don't think he really wants to play anywhere else. His home is down in Larkspur. That's going to be yep. his, his lifelong home for him and his family. It's basically Colorado a bus for him. So you know what you're getting. I think I, I, the fact that he wants to be here, he'll probably give you a little bit of a discount as well. 
I th- looking at the possible solutions and knowing that Peyton really wants a young right tackle at some point, I think Massey makes sense for one more year. People that are tuning in live, I want to hear how you think this list is going to fold, uh, unfold. We already have some people in the comment section giving us some predictions about where Melvin's going. Tell us who you think is going to be number one on this list. And when you're at it, hit us a thumbs up on YouTube, please. We would really appreciate it. It really helps mm-hmm. us. If you're watching on Twitter, jump over to YouTube. The stream's better. It helps us more. And it also is better for the comment section. We really appreciate everyone tuning in, whether you're live or whether you're on podcast. Hit us with that thumbs up. Thank you so much. All right, let's get to number three. After Bobby Massey, we have Josie Jewell. Yeah, and they're going to sign an inside linebacker, whether it's re-signing or bringing somebody in. I don't think it's going to be multiple somebodies. I think it's going to be one somebody. And let's say Evero is thinking sub-packages, a lot of a lot of six defensive back looks, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then somebody like Bobby Massey, who is very clearly a base package in the box guy, is exact is a perfect fit for what you want to do. Yep. And again, schematic consistency means that he did well in his role in Vic Fangio's defense. He'll almost certainly do well if uh, brought in uh, uh, under Evero. Uh, organizationally, he's well he's well thought of. Yeah. You can probably get him on a relatively cheap contract. I'm thinking something like two coming off the injury, two years, eight million dollars, maybe a five million dollar guarantee. I like I like the idea of bring Bobby of bring Josie Jewell back. Man, Mason, I'm right there with you on everything you said. The three people we've talked about so far, yeah. they're pretty much all three and a half million dollars is what right. we're talking about, <laughs> and that shows at least these first three mm-hmm. aren't big time guys. It's yeah. it's it, you're not gonna it's not gonna cost you a lot to keep them, and that's good because the Broncos do have a lot of money to spend, but they don't have like seventy million dollars mm-hmm. like the Colts do right now. They're sitting at twenty six million dollars in cap space. That could change if they rework Russell Wilson's contract. They could rework other contracts to get more money but 26 million is enough to sign your own guys and maybe sign one big time guy Mm -hmm. sign a couple other starters something like that yeah exactly all right let's get to number two a lot of people guessing melvin's gonna go number one and two is bryce callahan you need a slot corner yes you do you're gonna play a lot of uh, nickel and dime it's gonna be nickel's gonna be your base the question here is do you trust bryce callahan's health Right. That's that. That's the key thing. Now that being said, you found maybe you found some things that you liked in uh, in Michael Ojemudia when he had to come in late in the season. So if you look at it and say, "All right, we could have a quartet of Sertan, Darby, Callahan," and we accept that Bryce Callahan's probably going to miss anywhere from four to eight games, do we trust Ojemudia for those other games? If that's the case, then. Bring back Bryce Callahan because when healthy, you're still not going to find a better slot. How about two years, seven million dollars? <laughs> Makes just hit that sweet three and a half million dollars. Yes. Uh, you're you're 100 right, and and I actually really like this because this is a way to have a starting a very good, maybe the best starting slot corner in the yeah. NFL on a relatively affordable contract because you have to take into account that he's going to miss mm-hmm. games. I mean, last year when he was asked about his health, I think someone asked him. Do you hope to play 16 games? He was like, of course I do. It's not my fault, but I just always 
guys get hurt. So listen to him right there. He's uh, You're going to miss him. And then it's a perfect way to introduce a rookie, whether you draft mm-hmm. one. I mean, Broncos love third-round cornerbacks. Maybe they go that route again. Or it is Michael O.J. Mudia, and it's kind of it's kind of a soft start for him. You get to see if he can be the guy in a short-term situation. If he can, then you feel comfortable moving on from Bryce after this year and not signing him to a contract after this year. Historically, you can find good slots day two, day three right. as well right. uh, to develop, and that, I think that buys, you, that buys you time. Bryce Callahan would buy you time to do that. He would. And number one on our list, did people nail it with Melvin Gordon? Yes, they, yes, did. they did. Melvin Gordon, number one on this list. And you know what? I feel like we're having the uh, – discount value conversation because <laughs> yeah. if he's back it is on a hometown discount and maybe and even million. <laughs> yeah it may be even the level of that discount might have increased with russell wilson walking yeah. in and knowing how yeah. close melvin and russell are going back to their days at the university of wisconsin yep exactly and what i've been told by people is that as long as melvin gordon isn't insulted by an offer from the broncos he wants to be back now Mm -hmm. does melvin gordon see a a contract as being insulting if it's under five million does he see it insulting Mm -hmm. as it's just if it's just the vet minimum that's something i don't know three and a half you re-sign him if you can mm-hmm. get him for three and a half million dollars. And in that conversation, he's probably understanding that instead of him being the one A running back and, and Javante being the one B last year, it's going to be flipped. I think one of the things you do as a sweetener maybe is that you throw in some incentives as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's flipped. He's one B. If something happens to Javante and Melvin has to carry the load and he ends up hitting those targets. You happily pay that. You yep. fa- you, yep. You, you, yep. pay uh, pay the incentives. You're thankful for that. And also, but will he take that? And because he makes sense for some other teams as well. He really. Like- I, Melvin Gordon's number one on our list. Yeah, we really like him. We really appreciate what he's done for the team. What he can do for the team. I think he can do more for the Buffalo Bills. I more, agree. more, and also get more money. So, man, as much as I think he'd be great on the Broncos, I just think he would be maximized somewhere else. Yeah, Buffalo is the one that you just look and say it makes so much sense. Yeah, because they are at the cusp of winning it all. Someone like him really could push them over the top. Yeah, really could push them over the top. And if you want to be pushed over the top in terms of the way you're feeling, check out our friends over at Athletic Greens where, man, they've made all of us here at DNVR feel much better. Gut health, you get your greens in, and one of the key things is the probiotics. You have to keep your Athletic Greens refrigerated because of the the 75 million probiotics, billion, I think it is is even, uh, probiotics that they have in it and all you do you wake up in the morning mace you take it out of the fridge you put one scoop and eight ounces of cold water drink it down and it makes your day start fantastic i've been on this for about a month now and it has made me feel so much better athletic greens is fantastic they have over seven thousand five star reviews on their website it's used by professional uh athletes and it costs less than three dollars a day so it's cheaper than your coffee addiction so you got to get in on Athletic Greens. And when you do, go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos and you'll get five free travel packs and a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D with your first purchase. That's five free travel packs and a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos to feel a lot better. Also, check out our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary. You can use the code DMVR, get 25% off 
each purchase, you can shop online and visit a light shade location near you to pick it up. Here's what they've, they, they've got, for example. Wanna Optimal's fast asleep, 20 to 100 THC of CBD. If you need to catch up some, on some shut-eye after the big game, you can take those Optimals, and no matter when you take them, they'll leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. And compare that to over-the-counter pharmaceuticals, which will knock you out and they'll leave you in a fog. That's not the case with those Optimals. Those fa- those fast asleep gummies will also offer a holistic plant-based solution that tackles the root causes of sleeplessness like stress and pain rather than simply inducing drowsiness. Fast-acting sleep aid. They'll have your eyelids feeling heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes. And they've even got a good flavor on them, Dreamberry. You can find Wana, all their products, including those fast asleep gummies, at Colorado's Premier Dispensary. That's Light Shade with 10, soon to be 11 convenient Denver, Metro, and Aurora locations. They offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the, co- to the connoisseur. They've got a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And you get 25% off your order by using the code DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup. And that, or for pickup, visit a light shade location near you. Mace, there is no better time to join our family over here at DNVR than right now. We got the Avs in a massive playoff push. We've got the Nuggets going to make a championship run just like the Avs are going to. And the Broncos, man, they're going to be making a championship push of their own starting this year for the next decade. So get in on our family. Go to thednvr.com, sign up to join our family. And when you do, you'll get a free t-shirt when you get that annual membership. And you'll also get the opportunity to comment on our podcast which we'll get to in the third segment and when you're at the dnvr bar you get a member beer and of course check out the dnvr bar for happy hour we got that going on every day and come by the bar to watch the abs nuggets rockies when they're back on and broncos games are going to be lit here at the bar so make sure you're stopping by the bar and make sure you're going to the dnvr.com as well all right mace let's jump into a bigger picture of these free agents Excuse me. Let's look at the Broncos free agent wish list of the entire NFL. And let's break this up into two. Let's go offense and let's go defense. Which one do you want to start with first? Start with the start with defense. Mm, start with defense where the Broncos probably yeah. now that they have Russ probably need more work on the defensive side mm. than the offensive side. And let's do it just how we did it with the Broncos guys. Let's st- let's break it into our top five and number five. We got Devondre Campbell, linebacker from Green Bay. Somebody that Nathaniel Hackett knows well, obviously, inside linebacker. If you want to do more than just bring back Josie Jewell or Kenny Young or Alexander Johnson, if you, I think you really want to upgrade the position, then I think then Campbell is somebody who would make a lot of sense. Now, you're probably talking about spending, say, three times as much for Campbell as you would for. Josie Jewell, do you want to put that much on average annual basis into an off-ball linebacker? That's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question, but you're talking about an all-pro last year. You're talking about a guy who last year truly became that off-ball linebacker, middle linebacker, Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time in his career, and he absolutely balled in Green Bay. He was an all-pro, like I said, Mm -hmm. and this is a win now and a win in the future. He's only 28 years old, but because of that, he's a great player. He's young enough. Like you said, he's going to cost you a ton of money, but man, if you want to make a splash at inside linebacker, there's your guy. You know, I think uh, he would have probably been <clears throat> more likely before this trade. Now that you've got a huge need on the defensive line as well, you may look at, at the overall situation and say, all right, better to just spend 
money on Josie Jewell and bring him back, bring him back at a fraction of the cost and then try to find somebody to bring that interior pass rush that Shelby Harris had. Right, exactly. All right, let's go to number four. And just like we did on the Broncos mm-hmm. list, let us know who you think should mm-hmm. be on this list. And four, bring him home. Calais Campbell, you were just talking about how the Broncos mm-hmm. have a big need on the defensive line. There's literally no one taller on the defensive yeah. line in the NFL than Mr. South High School Calais Campbell. Still has something left in the tank, too. Wild enough. And uh, you'd love to have him... Along, on a defensive line with Draymond Jones, that's going to be your yeah. uh, your your two down lineman uh, look in your sub pa- in your sub package. If you improve on the edge as well, C- Campbell will get some one on ones, so he's going to be able to make things happen on the inside. But again, he wasn't willing to give a discount back in 2017, and yep. it was the Jaguars <clears throat> went higher than the Broncos, put an extra year on the offer and the extra money. Then it went went along with it, and Campbell wasn't giving a discount to a team that had Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon as its quarterbacks at the time. It's a different environment now. With Russell Wilson, Campbell getting closer to the end of his career, he's still chasing that ring that he's never had. I think he might pick up the phone this time and take a little bit less than he might get elsewhere to come back home. Man, really quick, that was the first time that myself, and I think John Elway Mm -hmm. even realized, oh no, this free agency thing isn't that easy when you don't have Peyton Manning because you're not just going to get discounts. You can't just pick up the phone and call the top free agents and they're going to come here. When the Broncos lost Calais Campbell to Jacksonville, of all places. With Blake Bortles. Yikes, that's when it was like, oh, no. But Nathaniel Hackett was there, so uh, a little connection there, too. So that's two guys that we've mentioned now who Hackett knows very well from seeing him on the practice field every day. Yep, exactly. And, Mm -hmm. man, I would love Calais Campbell here. You guys are just nailing these in the comment section, guessing who we're going to have on our list. And remember, this first list defense, then we'll go through offense. All right, let's get to number three on this list, which we have. Mr. Von Miller. I can see people saying, why isn't he number one? Yep, yep, yep. He's still top three for the defensive guys. And uh, Von, I mean, you guys know everything about him, absolutely was a killer in the playoffs. Started the year exceptionally well last year. Had four sacks in three games. AFC September player of the month on the defensive side of the ball. Then he went quiet. For about two, two and a half months until he woke up again in classic Vaughn mode, went off at the end of the regular season, went off in the playoffs, and now he is on a uh, a campaign to get paid? I, I don't know what he's doing to Broncos country and, and Rams Nation or whatever they call themselves out there in L.A. Rams uh, House. Rams House. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the the house that Kroenke built, which is weird. Uh, and he won't build a practice facility for the Nuggets, but he'll build Rams House. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just saying. Shake, shake my head. But, Sorry. Uh, no, and uh, <laughs> so we don't know what Vaughn's doing, but it seems like he's trying to drive that price tag up. So with Vaughn, mm-hmm. and I saw a report yesterday, I don't remember from who, said anywhere from between $16 million and $20 million. So that's something you have to keep in mind when you say, bring Vaughn back is, man, he, he, he can be a great player. There's no doubt about that. Are you willing to pay that, that much? For a 12th-year edge rusher. That's the other thing. He's getting into territory now where the production starts to dip a little bit. I mean, you know, for example, I think, uh, what was it, DeMarcus Ware played, what, 11 seasons? Right. So he is That's wild. Uh, yeah, he's he's getting into he's getting into territory where if you are a productive pass rusher, it usually happens 
being used more rotationally and on a limited basis. So, sorry about that. Sorry about my phone ringing. So. No, yeah, you're, you're right. And that's what he would eventually turn into. Maybe this year he's still going to be a number one uh, edge rusher and he's still going to be an every down guy. But next year, the year after, because you're not just signing Von Miller for one year, you're signing Von uh, for you know probably two to four years or something like that. And some people in the comment section are saying, pay him 12 or 13. Mm. I'm so down for that. That would be fantastic in my mind. Is he going to take that, though? Right, exactly. I'm not quite sure because, again, he's never been willing to take a pay cut in his career, including just one year ago to stay with the Broncos. Yeah, and uh, you can go by the Instagram posts. It's fascinating. He's got these IG posts. Yesterday on his IG story, puts up a picture of him with Russell Wilson <laughs> with, you know, what's next. Yeah. And then he has uh, the statement that he issues to Josina Anderson saying that the first choice is the ramp. And <laughs> yep. everything else is kind of a contingency plan at this point. He's throwing everyone for a loop yeah. and driving his value up. He's doing a great job at that. All right, let's get to number two on this list. We've got Chandler Jones. So another edge rusher ahead of Vaughn. Mace, how, how do we justify this? He's actually my number one. Oh. On my personal list. Yep. And so tell me why. Why more productive in recent years than Von Miller? Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's an I mean there's there's another kind of another kind of conversation to have about what you're looking for because uh, for you know for example you may look at the pass rushers and say do we really want somebody going into year eleven year twelve there are others but Chandler Jones right now at least in the last three years is a more productive edge rusher than Von Miller. Yep. And he's somebody that all he's missing is a ring or, or another or another ring. He's got a ring with the Patriots, my bad. But he's you look at him, he's got 107, 107.5 sacks for his career. He's very quietly putting up a resume that's going <laughs> to give him, that's going to put him into the Hall of Fame conversation. Yep. I mean, he he's needs, just right behind Vaughn. Right, he's right behind Vaughn. He needs a little more oomph to it. Does he feel like maybe Denver's a place where he can get that? Yep. Because another, if he comes to Denver as part of another Super Bowl team and stacks together another couple of double-digit sack seasons, Chandler Jones is going to be fitted for a gold jacket, too. Right. <clears throat> so I think what you, you're doing here is uh, with Vaughn, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yep. That's all, he's a first-ballot guy. It's already set. Do you go with somebody who's been more productive in recent years, especially like Vaughn's very productive in the playoffs, but even his regular season production in 2015 was just okay, not 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 great. So do you bet on somebody who maybe has a little bit more to do to bolster that resume than Von Miller does at this point. Well, like you said, Mace, Chandler Jones is, is the more productive one of these two in the past five years. Chandler Jones led the league in sacks with 17 in 2017. Then he had 13. Then he had 19. Then he got hurt two years ago, just like Von Miller, mm -hmm. only played in five games with one sack. And then last year came back 10 and a half sacks, mm -hmm. so more productive than Von. Here's the case for Chandler Jones over Von. He's one year younger, and these years now matter once you get into to this age category of of into your 30s. Going into year 11 rather than year 12. Yep, yep. and more productive uh, as of recently. And here's here's the case for Vaughn, is the emotional connection. And fans are going to want Vaughn more, but George Payton's not viewing it as that. Heck, George Payton traded Vaughn despite what the fans were going to think of it. Uh, and here's one thing that Vaughn could have going for him, though, on top of that, is playoff production. 
George Payton now has to build this team for how they're going to do come mid to late January and February. And Chandler Jones has nothing to say that he's not going to produce, produce in the playoffs. But Von Miller, man, he's been a beast in the playoffs. So those guys, in my mind, very close. But we give the nod to Chandler Jones. And now number one, he was number one on my board. And Ryan was actually the tiebreaker for this one. J.C. Jackson. But Mace, he was also high on your list. Number two on my list. Right. <laughs> and it's a question of just what do you want to do at cornerback? back do you find do you just say okay let's bring back Bryce Callahan I know Benjamin Albright has mentioned Chris Harris Jr. somebody who's back on the Broncos radar are you making those kinds of moves or are you saying let's just go balls to the wall at cornerback and let's get the best duo we can and kick Darby down to the number three in the slot if you do that, then J.C. Jackson's your guy. Man, I mean, this is the ultimate win now and win for the future move. You got J.C. Jackson and Patrick Sertan on the outside mm-hmm. for the next five to eight years. You are kidding me. That it would really be is incredible. no fly. It really is no fly zone 2.0 if you've got if you've got Sertan, Jackson, and then Simmons back there at safety. Yep. Yep. And then everyone else kind of filling in around that trio yeah that truly that truly you could call no fly 2.0 yes you you absolutely could and that would just be so exciting now he's gonna cost you tons of money Mm -hmm. but if you want that investment man he is the guy to go after we have someone saying how in the world do you not have bobby wagner in here let's get up our honorable mentions right now because bobby wagner leads the list of honorable mentions don't worry we didn't forget about him you also got the honey badger carlton davis akeem hicks right there mace we're we're hitting inside linebacker we're hitting safety if you want to go for a big splash instead of just kareem jackson or a rookie carlton davis if you want to go with another great cornerback option and akeem hicks there you go defensive line we're covering everything on the defense there's one name missing on there that i think we need to get in and that's hassan reddick from carolina who was in arizona and i I, look i loved reddick coming out of temple arizona didn't really figure out how to use him because it was is he an edge is he an inside backer well they worked him inside and he was just okay. He actually, uh, even in his third years as, as an edge, was a rotational guy, only st- or, or as an inside backer, rotational guy, only started three games. Then he goes to the edge in 2020, 12 and a half sacks, goes on to Carolina last year, 11 sacks on the edge. And this is where if you want to bet on somebody who appears to be entering his prime, who is kind of who's on the who's on the come. He's 27 years old, won't t- turn 28 until mid until late September. You're betting on somebody who is really just stepping into those prime years and in year 3 as an edge could be ready to explode. Then I think Reddick is the is, is the horse to ride, and I would not be surprised if he's somebody the Broncos really key on potentially in this market. I love it, and man, so many of you in the comment section are saying, "Where's the offensive line protection for Russ?" Don't worry, we're gonna get to the offensive doing, guys in just a second. I gotta tell you yeah. about our friends over at Strava Crab uh, Coffee. May said, "May you, you said you got to pace yourself," and I say, "I don't have to pace myself because I'm just riding that Strava Craft Coffee to give me that boost of energy that I need." Just you know, for the next ten years when Russell Wilson is here. 
You're then perpetually buzzed, Zach. <laughs> perpetually perpetually buzzed. buzzed. And you can get that over at Strava Craft Coffee. And a lot of people say Strava Craft Coffee, because it's CBD infused, you don't feel the coffee jitters. So you can drink as much coffee as you want without feeling the jitters. The CBD also helps relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on, it helps relieve. And if you use the code DNVR25 over at StravaCraftCoffee.com, you'll get 25% off your first order of this delicious CBD infused coffee. And then after that, go to StravaCraftCoffee.com, subscribe, and then you will get 20% off every single order after that. So check them out, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use that code DNVR25. Also check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. They'll reach out and let us know just how great their experience was. We love hearing that from our listeners. So if you go to Green Mountain Dental, tell us about your experience. And if you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're Colorado sports fans just like everybody at DNVR, and they are going to make you feel like part of their family. You become a new patient, they'll send you a personal card. If you become a new patient and schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. And that green, that that Sonicare toothbrush, you know what? It's going to have group, good brushing habits. Can promote those with you. It beep you every thirty seconds to let you know a different quarter of your mouth to brush. That is not just a throwaway giveaway. That's something terrific, and they'll give you that to make sure you're taking care of your teeth. They'll treat you like family. Like I said, they'll send you birthday cards. They're a longtime DMVR partner and in Lakewood. They're only fifteen minutes from downtown Denver. So remember, get a cleaning, X-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental, and get that free Sonicare toothbrush at Green Mountain Dental today. Exactly, Mace. Let's hop over to the offensive side now and see if all of y'all's projections are right. Let's get to it. Number five on the offensive side, we've got offensive tackle Dwayne Brown. Just, Mace, give give uh, Russ his protector that he had in Seattle. The thing that was interesting as you and I were going back and forth on this, Zach, is you're not afraid to move somebody around. You're like, nope. Dwayne Brown, okay, you can move him to the right or you move Garrett Bowles to the right. Yep. Uh, that's the only thing. Do they want somebody who's a right tackle, or are they just saying, hey, get a left tackle and, and move Bolsey over? I do think it's more ideal just to get a right tackle in here, yes. but if you can get Dwayne Brown, if you can get another guy on this list that we're going to get to, I think you, you move Garrett Bowles to the right. I think this is the last year of his deal that mm-hmm. you have to keep him with guaranteed money. So yeah. you see if he works there. If he doesn't, well, you just upgrade a left tackle and also you filled your spot at right tackle. I mean, right tackles, year. we're talking about like Jermaine Effetti, for example. We're talking mm-hmm. about Morgan Moses right. from the Jets. If you want a pure right tackle, but you know, I, I'm not sure how much better they are than Bobby Massey right now. Even though I know right. some of the comments, right. you know, people I saw someone saying Bobby Massey's the Drew Locke of right tackles. Oh, no, no, nah, no, 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 no. I think that's wrong. <laughs> I do that's think wrong. that's wrong as well. Number four on this list, a very fun name, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk! What's the harm in picking up the phone and giving him a call? Zero harm. I mean, talk, talk about yeah. a guy that's going to bring energy along with Russ, yes. along with Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, boy. Now, one thing is that it, it can be pointed out that Russell Wilson has sometimes underutilized his tight ends, but that could be more schematic than anything else. We're talking about now going into an offensive-centric uh, mindset. Nathaniel Hackett, he's had productive tight ends. And oh, by the way, don't forget, your offensive coordinator, Justin Outen, what was he coaching in Green Bay? He was coaching tight, tight ends. ends. This <laughs> offense is going to involve the tight ends. Yep. And... That is something to watch. So why not call Gronk and see? Let let him say no. He showed in Tampa Bay he's still got plenty left in the tank. 
he's not just a terrific pass catcher. He'll block as well. Does everything you need him to do. Yep. Let him say no. Yep. And, man, I would just love it for so many reasons. Let him say no. He's also not going to cost you a massive amount of money. May not the, want to leave Florida, though, at this point. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, it's very true. And th- this, to me, isn't a, a glaring need the Broncos have. This would kind of be a, a big-time luxury because Albert yeah. O is going to be the guy that's probably on the field more. Gronk's just a fantastic number two that you bring in. And, Albert and, O would better learn to block then if he's going to be on the field. Uh, that's true. That's, that's the true. thing. I mean, we saw it there on display in Week 18 that this that he still has a long way to go as a blocker. Yep. And now we have number 3 here, Ryan Jensen, center, a pro bowl player, Mace. Another Colorado guy. Yeah. Bring well. him home. Bring we're, him home. We're talk, we talked about Clayus Campbell earlier in the show. Ryan Jensen, of course, went to CSU Pueblo. He trained over at uh, our friend Matt McChesney's uh, gym, so he's part of the uh, Dun- Dungeon family. He's a Fort Morgan guy. Mm-hmm. is Ryan Jensen, tough as nails. No surprise that he really balled out down in Tampa Bay, but uh, the Bucks facing kind of a rebuilding. As a Bucks fan, I'd like to see the, them re-sign Ryan Jensen, but <laughs> here's the thing, though. If you bring in Ryan Jensen, what does that mean on the offensive line, you know, so on the interior offensive line? It means you're, mo- it means you're moving on from Lloyd <clears throat> Cushenberry. Yep. Also, I mean, Dalton Reisner very much... Uh, Yep. In danger because the, I think the only thing we know for certain today on the interior of the offensive line is Quinn Miners is going to be a first teamer. Yes, but yep. there, but with Graham Glasgow back, he could be center. You could you could target center in free agency. You know you've got Natani Muti still in there. And, of course, Dalton Reisner going into the last year of his contract. Yep, exactly. All right, let's get to number two because there's going to be a theme with these last three. Brandon Scherf bringing in an offensive guard. Yeah, shooting for the moon here yep. with Scherf. Yep, it's going to uh, cost you a ton of money. Right. You're getting a damn good player. Do you want to spend that much on the guard position? Yeah, probably not, especially because the Broncos have so many pieces that could fill that role. But you bring him in, and you are getting a massive Massive upgrade. And let's get to number one really quick because I have a conversation for all these guys. One, we're going Armstead. A huge upgrade at left tackle. And then what I'm doing, sliding bowls to the right. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Like, my list was totally different than yours. I'm like, are you talking? Like, if we're talking about talent, yeah, Taron Armstead ought to be uh, at or near the top of any free agent list that you're making. But are, who who's moving? Like, that that's the thing. Garrett Bowles is moving, yeah. without a doubt, easy. You have no problem doing this. No, I don't have any problem doing this because, again, feel, yeah. wor- worst case, Garrett Bowles doesn't work out on the right side, but you got yourself a massive upgrade at left tackle. Feels kind of like a little bit of a luxury item here, though, I think. It, it could be, but in one thing I've seen in the comment section, some people saying protect Russ, other people saying uh, Russ is mobile. You don't have to worry about it. No. That is not how you treat your franchise quarterback. Yes, Russ is mobile. Don't make him use that mobility. Don't make him be running for his life all the time. That's one of the reasons he had big-time issues with Seattle. Don't bring him here and then say, we're going to do the exact same thing that Seattle did to you. No, you don't really need a tight end. You don't really need a running back. You don't really need a wide receiver. What you need on offense is offensive line. I would rather them fix the tackle spots first and then move in, but if they want to improve the center position, if they want to massively improve the guard position i am all for it you do whatever you need to do to protect russ for now and in the future does left tackle need fixing um it could it could be upgraded it doesn't need fixing but it could be upgraded i mean that's the thing like i it does it, it garrett bowles is probably 
at this point, even though he was not in 2021 what he was in 2020, at this, Garrett Bowles might be the best left tackle that Russell Wilson's worked with. Potentially. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's the best out there, though. Right. If you, if you just want to kind of throw every resource at the offensive line, and it would be quite the opposite of what Seattle did. No, no, doubt, no doubt about that, of course. The other thing is also you, 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 need, you need to figure out tight end because with Albert O, he has not progressed enough as a blocker. I mean, he's a good pass catcher, but you do need to find somebody who's going to block. And also, Eric Salbert is a free you can agent. Bring, you can bring him back, but do you look for somebody who's a little more a little more complete, or do you look for uh, a tight end who may be, uh, uh, maybe, maybe a tight end who, like Albert O, is on the rise, and you have two young guys, and you see where they, where they go. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and, and I just think that the Broncos don't have a massive need on offense anymore now that they got quarterback figured out. So we were just building this list, looking at the top guys, and you can upgrade, but you're really going to want to upgrade anywhere. It's going to be the offensive line. All right, Mace, let's jump into the comment section, but before we do, let's hit a couple of super chats coming in. First one coming in from Sean. He says, why does Mike Kliss keep shooting down Vaughn return? And that is something interesting. Mason, he, you, you see people that are connected with the team. You see that uh, Vaughn continues to – he the, the interest in the team seems a lot lower. And I actually have heard that as well this week, that it's not that Vaughn is not going to return, but the Broncos – and I heard this this week, that the Broncos may just be looking in other other directions. I don't think he's their top priority at X right now. He is not. And, and I think part of it is this. Something happened after they traded Vaughn Miller in that locker room you had other voices that suddenly became more empowered mm -hmm. as leaders. Von Miller, everyone deferred to him because he's Super Bowl 50 MVP. He was the senior member of the defense. But he, he didn't have that DeMarcus Ware leader type of personality in him. Right. And that's something that's been missing. So Vaughn being out there, there was always a little bit of a deference to him, but maybe that wasn't the right personality. He's out of the mix, and then you see Shelby Harris, who just got traded. His voice became more prominent. Bradley Chubb's voice became prominent. And then Justin Simmons' voice really became more prominent. This is Justin Simmons' defense at this point. Right. And what happens if Von Miller goes back in? Does that kind of shift the dynamic a little bit? Maybe you are better off just having somebody else that allows for Simmons, who probably is more of a true leader for the defense than Von Miller was to be that guy. Right. That I've, at least kind of putting putting the pieces together as for as for as far as what I'm hearing that's kind of the general sentiment there. Also, the Broncos have a better understanding than anyone outside the building of mm -hmm. what Vaughn's price tag is going to be yeah. and a lot of fans keep saying, you know, 10 to 13, pay him 10 to 13 million. It's going to be more like 16 to 20, yeah. and that is definitely going to make the Broncos hesitate. All right, let's get to another super chat from Cody. He says, just watch Wilson Precision Passing Pro Bowl this year, considering that's after surgery, and I've got the biggest smile right now, LOL. Or just watch some of his later season games. The Pro Bowl? <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's the Pro Bowl. And, and it's the precision <laughs> passing. That, yeah. That's a deep dive there, uh, Cody. I'm yeah. very impressed with that. Uh, <laughs> he's going to have some deep balls that are going far and just dropping in perfectly. Well, that's what Nathaniel Hackett wants to do. He wants yeah. to go vertical. and that, He's a perfect quarterback. You know, he really does. He does fit. If you put together Nathaniel Hackett's descriptions, intelligence, toughness, accuracy, athleticism, a nice bonus, 
wants to take vertical shots. Russell Wilson does really fit what he wants to do. Yep, he certainly does. All right, another super chat coming in from Dylan Smith says, I think we will end up with a great haul in free agency as well. I can see Armstead Miller and J.C. Jackson come. Holy cow, if they do that on top of Russ, whoo! Never looks like that though. It it doesn't. It never looks like the Madden free agencies. And one of the thing, and, and one except of the thing, actually one year with, when they had Peyton, that was a Madden well, free but agency. Even then, it was interesting because, like for example, T.J. Ward comes in. He wasn't regarded as safety one. Uh, the Broncos had success kind of going with number two or number three on the market. T.J. Ward, for example, Demarcus Ware because he'd been cut was not regarded as the top edge in that market. The year before, Lou Vasquez was the number was widely considered the number two guard on the market. So it's not necessarily about getting number one, but sometimes you know, maybe you get a bunch of twos and threes, right. and that's the best overall use of the resources. Like Emmanuel was. Uh huh. And that was really and that was smart. There was projection involved because you were t- you were saying he's going from being a three to being a two. Right. Can he do that? Because. The whole genesis of that was you couldn't afford to give Eric Decker the wide receiver one money that he wanted. So you were going to be plugging somebody in and asking them to level jump. Right. And it just so happened that Emmanuel was the perfect fit. He was. He was. Bryce comes in and says, personally, I think Wagner and Chandler Jones are the best pieces to target for a couple, for a combo of two players. Massey for cheap, offensive tackle with our second rounder. Hey, Mm -hmm. Bryce, sign me up for that plan. Yeah, I mean, I would say this. The dream at at round two, pick 64, is Trey McBride still on the board. That would be amazing. If he's on the board, that's a no-brainer. Yep, yep. Oh, man, that'd be great. And then Problem solved. Yep, exactly. And last super chat coming in from Justin says, Von Miller or Bobby Wagner? Mm. Man, this is tough. Positional value tells you Von Miller. Tells you Von Miller. My instinct is neither. I think with the contracts these guys would get, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Because I think he would be significantly less. I really do think Von's going to be 16 to $20 million, which is a ton, and you need pass rushers, but man, that's a lot of money. When you have $26 million in cap space right now, again, you can maneuver the cap a lot, but that's just going to eat up a lot of money, and if, if, you're, not, if you're not using a lot of that cap this year for mm-hmm. Vaughn's contract, you're using it for future years, and remember, the Broncos aren't building to win now yeah. and bust later. They're winning to win now and win later as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section over at ddnvr.com and talk to the people. Reminder, if you want to get your comments read in the comment section, go to ddnvr.com at the top of the page click on podcast then click on broncos podcast Uh, all of our podcasts will pop up click on the top one and that will be the most recent one scroll to the bottom and our questions will appear that's where you leave them and we read them on the next day's podcast and thank you all so much for the new listeners tuning in first one coming in from j pat socal bronco says thank you to everyone at dnvr bsn and dnvr has helped me through rough times in life and with the broncos hard times and peyton we trust but hoping to see von bobby Wagner, Morgan Moses, Calais Campbell, and Gronk. Thoughts on these guys? Well, you'll love what we just did mm-hmm. there, J. J. Pat, and thank you so much for rolling with us. Yep, Pritch. Just want your guys' input on Wilson's hot starts to the season and his fade towards the layered part. Do you think that trend continues from in Denver, where he's an MVP candidate the first half of the season, then fizzles off? I think with the defense and talent we have, he'll be in the conversation all season. I think a lot of this is Pete Carroll based. Yep, this and, is. Yep, it's all like every year. 
Russ would ha- then would have a game that was that wasn't at as high a level, and he gets spooked and like, okay, fine, we're gonna start pushing the ball on the ground again. That's exactly yeah. right, Mason. And Nathaniel Hackett's going to let Russ cook. So I do think being in Denver will change that. Yep. Samuel B. Sue says, hey, guys, four things. One, can the quarterback carousel to the – or shoot the quarterback carousel to the surface of the sun? Two, can't wait for the behind the Broncos on the trade. Three, can't wait for the next seven years of the DNVR coverage and community. Four, very big congratulations on your expanded to Chicago. Every city needs to try the type of sports coverage and community we have here. Amen to all of those, Samuel. Mm-hmm. Thank yep. you. Rev G, I missed yesterday's celebratory comments. I'm so excited that Broncos football is out of the dumpster fire. The losing seasons are in the rear view as we cruise into a new era of Broncos football. I'm really happy we landed Wilson, who is more than a Band-Aid with his potential play here for possibly a decade. Can't wait for the season to start. Also, been great to hear the Broncos being talked about all over the national NFL orbits, too. It has been too long since we were relevant on that stage. Hashtag. Watch out, Chiefs. Yes, watch out, Chiefs. Watch out, Chargers. Watch out, NFL. It was Pumped a bad day for you. Nick Wright. It was, and he tried to just bury the Broncos, and he couldn't. He, he still, couldn't. Is he still doing it? He's trying, Mace. Oh, He's trying. Okay. You're going to have to come after him soon. I already did. He did. Although I told him, he just, <laughs> he, you know, it's okay. It's not his fault. I mean, I think there's something deep and psychological involved with this. There is. Clearly like, is, and the Broncos like maybe, are just going to get it, more under Maybe his skin. in high school, the girl that he loved in high school and then dumped him mm. was a bronco fan mm. that's what it feels it feels like something deeper than just oh i mean i love kansas city this this seems that's what i mean yeah. it's I, yeah. so, they, he like, just hates denver yeah it, like like it's there's a tough time for uh, Nick there's Ray. some like someone like someone from denver broke his heart at some point in his life yep yep and there's this there's this deep-seated psychological trauma i'm here to tell you nick I'm gonna say what uh, the what Robin Williams is shrinking. Goodwill Hunting said, "It's not your fault." <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> and Chris says he's Nick wrong. There we go. Yeah. Next one coming in from Fangio Schmangio says, "Boys, think back to how big then the then BSN and now DNVR has become. While the Broncos stunk up the NFL, and imagine where you'll go with the Broncos being relevant again. I'm so pumped about it. So pumped for all of our new listeners. So pumped for everyone that's been rolling with us. So we're about to have the time of our life. I'd give up my, uh, I'd give up something important on my body to go to the DNVR." NVR bar and get one of the beers with you boys. Is the NFL Hall of Fame becoming crowded? Down here in OZ, one of the one of our football codes uh, we have is called the Immortals, who are truly the best of the best. There's only currently 13 of them. Is this something you would like to see implemented in the NFL? Bottoms up. OZ, Oz, short for Australia. Oh, Oz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we said OZ. I know. I know, but like the it was capital O, lowercase z. Like the Land of Oz, oh, like Wizard of okay. Oz. Okay, yeah. totally went over my head. Sorry, Fangio. Well, you don't know the Wizard of Oz? Of course I do, yeah. Okay, you know something before 1990. That's good. <laughs> yeah. um, really all right. a creepy movie. It is kind of a creepy movie, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, that, that's a good, interesting thing. I, look, I don't think the Hall of Fame is too big. I think that, if anything, I don't think they honor enough people. Um, but, the, but there's sort of that unofficial creme de la creme like the they did the nfl 100 for example although it's interesting you have somebody like billy white shoes johnson who uh went in the nfl 100 without being in the NFL, the pro football hall of fame that's crazy which is crazy i agree he should be in the pro football hall of fame um 
I think there is. But, but even like beyond that, like like I think there's kind of that real high pantheon, and and you you know like Peyton's in there, right? Yep. Tom Brady's in there. Yep. Walter Payton is in there. Jim Brown is in there. I mean, it's obvious who those guys are. It's unofficial, but it's known. Right. Right. And I think that group is already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's first ballot Hall of Famers. And mm-hmm. that's who makes up the elite of the elite in, mm-hmm. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay. I think it's even higher than that. Because mm-hmm. he's saying like 13. Right. That's I think true. this is just one of those things. It's just... Off the top of your head, what's your guess of how many first ballot Hall of Famers? I don't know. Um, well, like you literally had like dozens of them in 1963, for example. So I'd say probably the list That's of first true. ballot. There, I would guess there are more people on the NFL 100 than for that, or there are more there are more first ballot more Hall first of Famers. Ballots. Pardon me, than on the NFL 100. So triple digits. I'd Interesting. Say. Okay. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. That would take some study. Speaking of Hall of Famers, Mace, Kendall Hinton Hall of Famer coming in next <laughs> says, I had another comment in mind, something that would express my excitement about Russell Wilson, but then I saw Nick Wright open his mouth and said that's, that somehow made him look, to put it kindly, less capable of understanding football or form, formulating logical thoughts than we thought, and it, we didn't make much of him to begin with. He said, Russ is on a worse team. Both teams will see this trade didn't work out. Denver is a wild card contender at best. Honestly, I don't get mad at laughing clown type statements but when someone so desperately driven by desire to be acknowledged or make money or whatever puts such verbal diarrhea out there in the world because of whatever bias he has it's critical that he be called out and that no one absolutely no one take him seriously it's actually just an indictment of us the people that he has 400,000 followers and a show I don't wish him ill will but when he puts stuff out like that we need the world to point and laugh come on humanity do better and with that being said I'll push him out of my mind until I hear this comment read tomorrow. But Kendall Hinton Hall of Fame, where you're playing into him. Yeah. You're talking about it. That makes us talk about well, it. That makes so many people hear about it. Don't bring him up if you don't want to play into his game. We're all playing into them. I mean, basically, like, ultimately, the reason for Nick Wright, for Stephen A. Smith, for Skip Bayless, it's on you, the viewer, <laughs> yeah. the social media consumer. Yep. If you didn't watch, if all of us, and this is not just you, this is all of us, including me, if we didn't, if we didn't watch, if we didn't, if we didn't have such indignation to the rank stupidity that is peddled by these people on a daily basis, they'd go away. Right. I mean, yes. Look, ESPN has figured out that a winning strategy is this blah 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 hot take, hot take, hot take programming that they have morning after morning. And more people watch that. Me, I wish ESPN were like it was back in the 80s when you turn on during the morning or the afternoon and they'd, ha- they'd be at a tennis tournament or a golf tournament or an Australian football rerun. That was, more, that was much more entertaining to me than people blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll probably, I watch a ton of ESPN this week. Why? Because they're running games all day, basketball games all all day. Mm. That's interesting to watch to me, m- right. more so than the, the 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 filler crap that they usually put on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you nailed but it. But I'm but I'm in the minority on this, obviously. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I guess I don't watch it either. I'm glad that you guys are tuning in with us yeah. midday on this Thursday. Yeah, and I think this the future 
is stuff that it like this that is tailored toward the local audience that wants to hear about its teams rather than those that are just operating and viewing from 35,000 feet. Right. That's, that's all that. I think that's the future of this business. Yep. I agree. Anyway, Tokyo Bronco, Konichiwa Broncos country. I want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone on the DMVR discord court being so supportive during one of the lowest points of my life. When the pandemic began, I was forced to move back to the U S from Japan leaving behind my girlfriend and our one-year-old son. After working for nearly two years to get married and become a citizen of Japan, I was able to travel back to Japan this month, be reunited with my family. Hey. I arrived just in time to celebrate my son's third birthday, which was truly a blessing. That is that awesome. That is so cool. I, am now, I now live in my wife's hometown, the charming city of Niigata, and I'm loving living just a two-hour bullet train ride from Tokyo in a town of one million people compared to 14 million in Tokyo. The city has its own, has its own unique flair. reminds me of living in Colorado. Even the local soccer team's colors are blue and orange. So my Broncos <laughs> gear fits in well here. I'm ex- excited to tell you all about more, all more about this must-visit destination that I now call Japan's Hidden Jewel. If you all have any questions about Japan, don't hesitate to ask. I hope the country opens to tourists soon so you all can come visit my favorite place in the world. Due to the time difference, the Russell Wilson trade went down while I was asleep. So I woke up to over 25-plus text messages informing me of the exciting news. Here's to things only going up from here in 2022 and beyond. I know I have certainly felt it. Go Broncos and much love to my DNVR family from the land of the rising sun. Ah, what a cool comment. Thanks so much for tuning mm-hmm. in and letting us know about that. Next one from Melbourne Bronco says, Hi, guys. So who do we sign to back up to Wilson? Rippin will surely be let go. Is Teddy at a discount probable or Minshew? Also, I've given some thought to new music for after a touchdown. I've settled on the start of Led Zeppelin's Cashmere. Che- cheers. dun 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 I can get behind it. I can get behind it. I can get behind that. The the only it's it's good, but I think the only issue there is is it too kind of slow and deliberate, and there's nothing to really sing along to. Right, right. That's the only thing. Right, that's true. That's true. Um, and in terms of Teddy coming back as a backup, I think the Broncos would love to have Teddy back if he's at a very cheap price. So if Teddy just doesn't have a market, sure, I think the Broncos will bring him back. But I think he, he wants something where he has a chance to start. Exactly. I think so too. I, I, I think uh, Teddy Bracewater, New Orleans Saints, is something that's going to happen. Mm, makes sense. So then you start saying, okay, who are the true backup types that are potentially available? And free agency, yeah, look, these, none of these names are going to inspire you. Mike Glennon, Brandon Allen, Chad Henney, Blaine Gabbert, Colt McCoy, Chase Daniel, Brian Hoyer, Trevor Simeon, Alfred Williams's guy, Sean Mannion. Of course, Trevor Simeon's your guy. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing that really kind of makes you makes you go crazy. It, you know what? I could see actually see Brett Rippin as the number two. And a day three pick is the number three. Mm, yep. Caleb Elby, perhaps. Yep, potentially. He's a name that's floating around there. All right, next one coming in from Melbourne. No, next one Litvatsky. coming in from Litvatsky. says, hey, guys, been a while since I've commented, but always listening and have not been this excited since Peyton Manning. With Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Danger Russ, a.k.a. Mr. Unlimited, who do you think will mesh best with him to be the top target? Sutton, Judy, Albert O, Tim, P, Tim Patrick, free agent. Always appreciate y'all Litvatsky. You know what? I think it'll be, I think Cortland Sutton will lead in yards and Jerry Judy will lead in catches. 
I like that. Jerry Judy's going to have a beastly year. Mace, we got time for two more here. Coming okay. in from Dan Burke says, Hey, guys, so a lot of people wanted to acquire Devontae Adams if the Broncos traded for Rodgers. By that same logic, doesn't it make sense for the Broncos to acquire Tyler Lockett if he's available as being recorded? Reported, Russ's chemistry on the field with Lockett exceeds any other wide receiver quarterback tandem in the league, so it makes sense. Also, Zach and Mace were theorizing over a new touchdown song. It has to be one, two, step by Sierra. Come on now, man. That would be hilarious oh man just lean into the sierra at this point huh? yeah absolutely yeah um that's an intriguing notion i don't see it happening but that is something that is something fascinating I, you're hearing lockett's name started to be bandied about for other teams that would probably give up more to get him right um <clears throat> having a little bit more of anita at wide receiver because it does appear that seattle is in sell mode at this point big time they are they're tanking, I think. It I think certainly looks like I think like they're tanking it. for younger Stroud. Yep. Smart, smart play. If they were going to give up on Rush, which I don't think is smart, but if they were going to, smart to just tank, go all in. And mm. that is something the Broncos didn't do the past six years, which hurt them. And we knew they weren't going to tank this year. Right. Like, you had tank as your fifth choice. And I think all of us could have been sold on tanking if Russell Wilson were not in, were not in the cards because it's a direction. But... <sighs> that's not something the Broncos were going to do, especially going into a year with ownership questions where you have a coach and a new coach and a GM that probably want to prove themselves. Now, that new coaching GM are the guys that got Russell Wilson to Denver, that got a quarterback. That'll buy them some time. Yes, it certainly, certainly will. And last one coming in from Howler Bro Surf says, Let's go. Broncos going 12 and 5 in the regular season next season. I have one loss to Kansas City, the Rams, the Cardinals, and two to some combination of Vegas, Chargers, or San Fran. That means playoffs, baby. Peyton is going to win GM of the year, too. Man, George Peyton setting himself up real good for GM of the year. Nathaniel Hackett could be in for coach of the year as well, taking this team from seven wins to 12. And speaking of playoff predictions and record predictions, Mace, we're going to be doing this tomorrow. Before uh, free agency? Before free. Don't worry. We'll do it after free agency, too. We'll do it after the draft. We're going to do it many times, but kind of get an uh, idea of where the Broncos are at. We're going to be doing it on Three Ring Circus, which is our podcast. We just have a little more fun with it on Fridays. We're going to be having guest Benjamin Albright on to break down free agency, what he thinks is going to happen. He has some good insights on Bobby Wagner and other players as well, so make sure to tune in. We're going to be live on YouTube at noon. We're also just going to drop this as a normal pod, just like always so make sure to stay tuned to that and mace man we got a lot in today it has been a blast the comment section's been popping off really appreciate everyone tuning in live really appreciate everyone tuning in on the podcast side we are blowing up and we couldn't be more excited to be blowing up with all of you so thank you so much have a fantastic thursday can't wait to see you tomorrow on what's going to be a fired up friday pod have a great day everyone Understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit Where flying cotton would stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They have
you back one last time.